You are listening to the Progress Your Health Podcast, episode 22. Welcome to the Progress Your Health Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Robert Mackey and Dr. Valerie Davidson, a husband and wife team who specialize in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and functional medicine. They're here to help you lose weight, balance hormones, and age gracefully. It's their mission to motivate, educate, and empower you to take your health to the next level. And now your hosts, hormone experts, Dr. Mackey and Dr. Davidson. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Progress Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. So on this episode, we are going to discuss lab testing. The last few, we have been talking about thyroid, thyroid function testing, Hashimoto's, even thyroid medication. What kind of goes hand in hand with that, of course, is monitoring someone's lab work, especially with thyroid and thyroid medication for sure. And this is actually something that has come up a few different times, you know, people running into problems with all the the changes to healthcare, the Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, insurance reimbursement and payment has, you know, kind of restructured some things. And now people are unfortunately being surprised with bills from their insurance company. Yeah, or there's just a lot of big questions about getting their blood work done because things are so much different than they were even, geez, even like five years ago, you know, let alone 10 or 12 years ago, how much getting blood work has changed. And with PPOs and HMOs and primary care and people not having insurance, there's a lot of questions. And so we kind of thought we'd talk a little bit about some of the themes that we run into when it comes to getting blood work done, because we're very comprehensive in the kind of blood work that we want. What we've done, you know, in the past podcast with you is tell you about the actual specific tests that we like to do that maybe your conventional doctor doesn't do. So then there's big questions on, well, if I really want my thyroid function tested, what am I going to do? So we thought we might just kind of delve into that a little bit. Yeah. And I've mentioned uh, Kaiser Permanente before. They're a managed care kind of big HMO in California, now also in Washington. There are some tests that they won't run. They just flat out will not run those tests. So I have patients that will want to get their blood work done there, but they don't offer the tests that I want. So they have to kind of do both. They have to do some labs through Kaiser. They have to do some labs through me because like you just said, we sometimes do different labs than what either your doctor will order or what your insurance company will actually pay for. And sometimes both things can actually happen. And not just with thyroid. I mean, our listeners are very, you know, very researched. They're looking at their lab work. They're collecting their data that they, you know, they go into their primary care and they don't want, and they say, can you please order these things? And sometimes they say yes, and they usually eventually don't order it. So, you know, and granted your primary care or your doctor is not your lab vending machine, but our listeners are smart. They're researched. They, you know, they know what they want. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's 2017. I think, you know, everything having to go through your doctor to, especially when you're, you know, now going through insurance, that's the way the system is. You want your insurance to cover it. It has to go through the proper channels. Okay, that's fine. But if you're going to pay out of pocket for something and you're going to take on that responsibility and that expense, in some ways you deserve to have access to a service like that. And that's why we're talking about this today, because there's plenty of people out there that just want the information, whether it's covered by insurance or not. And we've already kind of highlighted a couple of problems that people run into. And sometimes it's not really the doctor's fault. Maybe he 
he has a, a reason not to order it, you know, personally or professionally, but maybe it is an economic reason where that cost will come back on the doctor or something like that. This way, it allows you to get the information that you want or that your doctor wants to be able to make the best decisions necessary. And I know it's unfortunate. We pay a lot for insurance coverage. I mean, Dr. Mackey and I pay a lot for insurance coverage, you know, for our premiums. And you want to think that it's going to take care of you, especially for, you know, the certain tests that you want. But, you know, the reality is, like Dr. Mackey said, sometimes they just don't. So people do end up trying to look for other ways to get their blood work done. And there, like I said, there's big question marks for that. Or even I have patients that tell me, you know, I had to wait two months to get in to see my primary care. Then I had to sit in their, in their waiting room for an hour just to get the labs ordered. And then I have to go back to go over them. So, you know, sometimes you just want to know right now. Yeah, right. I think it, uh, you know, that whole process, you have to wait to get the labs, you have to go get the labs, you have to go back for an appointment. It's just kind of a very slow kind of clunky process. And people are busy. People don't have the time for that. That's also the convenience side of, you know, what we're talking about today. With that said, we do sell labs on our website. So you want to pay out of pocket and get your labs. They are cash pay. Because I have run into this problem a little bit with patients, and that's kind of why we're talking about it. Not just because their primary care won't order the the blood work, but sometimes, you know, I have patients that come in and yeah, they don't have insurance, you know, insurance is expensive and they don't know what to do because they don't want to get hit with a huge bill for blood work. I mean, if you walk into Quest or LabCorp with a, because you can't walk in by yourself and say, give me some blood work. You have to have a requisition from a doctor. You walk into LabCorp and Quest without insurance and you're going to pay out of pocket. That's going to easily be for something probably not that comprehensive, at least 800, if not, you know, $1,600 out of pocket. And then with insurance, insure everybody's got deductibles, negotiated rates. I've had plenty of patients. In fact, that's kind of why I was, you know, Dr. Mackey and I were talking about this in the last few months. I've had three patients send me, you know, show me, tell me that they, these invoices, I have insurance and look how much I'm getting billed for because they have limited insurance coverages. They have deductibles and they're getting billed like $1,200, you know? Yeah. Right. And that's in addition to what the insurance company was billed or all that cost is being pushed to the patient because of their deductible. It really depends on what company you have, what insurance company you have. It depends on your your policy and plan. You know, you and I are certainly not insurance experts. We don't deal with insurance on purpose or we choose not to partially for situations like this. We don't want insurance companies to dictate how we treat our patients. Now, in California, we are not allowed to bill insurance. You know, lab work sometimes is covered, which is great. It's a great benefit. And when that happens in Washington, we are allowed to bill insurance, but we still choose not to bill insurance because it gives us still the control because we are different than the mainstream system. And a lot of times the way that we do things and what we order is not part of the standard of care. It's not part of the normal process that every other healthcare facility does in this country. So we're kind of deemed as unnecessary sometimes, right? That's why things will either get denied or things won't get paid for. But we're doing it for what we believe and feel is in the best interest of the patient. And, you know, honestly, even like I said, five years ago, all the blood work was covered. I mean, I pretty much didn't have to even think about it with patients, all their blood work, you know, whatever insurance company they had going through Quest, going through LabCorp. But there was a little few snafus there. But now for the most part, a lot of people have pretty good coverage, but there's still a lot of patients we're running into that end up with these big bills or they don't have insurance or their insurance will only let them test for certain tests 
for so many times per year. And when you're trying to monitor somebody with medication, you can't just test it once a year. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's situations where it needs to be done. You're trying to make adjustments. There's problems that arise all the time. You have to have the autonomy. And Honestly, if you've been to the lab and you have gotten a huge bill and it's, you know, $1,000, $1,500, you're going to be a little gun shy going to the lab the next time because you don't want that to happen. And maybe insurance companies, they send notifications in the mail. Who reads? I mean, honestly, who really reads all the fine print as far as what you're... And we tell people, our assistant Erica, she tells patients all the time, check with your insurance company to make sure your labs are covered because that's the last thing that we want is someone to be surprised with a big invoice because they're also, you know, the, the lab companies are relentless. They'll keep coming after you looking for that money. And that can be a little bit of a bitter pill to swallow sometimes. So, and I think also the reason why we're talking about this is people don't realize how cost effective actually paying out of pocket for your labs are, even if you do have insurance, right? Because it's cheaper through us than it is to pay your deductible. Sometimes a third, a quarter of the price of what your deductible requirements are. Now, some people want their deductibles to be met. You know, that's a whole nother issue. That's where it gets really complicated. That's for the patient to decide. But this way it can be one, very convenient. Like you said, you don't have to wait anywhere. All you got to do is go on our website, purchase a test. You get a lab rec within 24 hours, and then you can go to the lab at your, you know, make an appointment and it really kind of streamlines that process. That way we get the information that we want. You get the information that you want, and it's at a relatively cost-effective price. Yeah, because we get, and you know, this is kind of a racket, but we get physician discounts for labs where patients don't get that. So that's why we want to do this to kind of extend that physician discount through our lab accounts. And now for our patients, that's no problem. We order the blood work if they're going to, you know, if their deductibles to, because you really don't want to meet your deductible, or at least what my deductible is. I hope I never meet it because that means that something really terrible happened to me. So most of the patients that we have usually don't meet their deductible by the end of the year unless they had a surgery or something. So a lot of times we end up doing the cash pay out of pocket, and then we extend that price to them. We write up the lab rec, and then we go over the blood work. We have our appointment, you know, our kind of usual procedure. But I have had some patients, in fact, this was another reason why I wanted to kind of talk about this, is I had a patient recently, because I always ask them, hey, you've got Hashimoto's, your family members, you know, there is a genetic propensity for that. Does, you know, do any of your siblings have this? And I had one patient, she goes, oh yeah, my sister for sure has a thyroid issue. I know she has Hashimoto's, but she won't go get it tested. And she goes, well, can you test her for me? And I'm like, well, no, you know, legally with her insurance, I can't test, you know, she's not a patient. That's not legal for me to do that. But what she ended up doing was just buying a cash lab for her TSH, free T4 and free T3, and then the Hashimoto's antibodies so that she could just make her sister go do it. And then she could actually see the data for herself. So then that was a little bit of something that we had talked about is you savvy listeners out there, you might want to check your reverse T3. You might want to do your free T3, but your primary care might not actually order the rec so that, you know, we thought, well, instead of you becoming patients, because then that's a whole big legal liability, and maybe you don't want to be patients. Maybe you just want to know what the data is yourself. You can actually pay for the test yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah, that is a very simplified thing, both for us, it's for it's simple for the family member, the extended family member, you still get the information that you want just from a curiosity sake, just to see if as a simple way to screen, as opposed to go, having to go the other way where you have to go into the doctor's office, you have to get a lab rec, you have to go to the lab. And it this makes it information first and decide what to do later once you already have an awareness. Now, 
you and I, like you mentioned already, you and I pay for our own insurance, right? We are business owners. We pay for our own insurance. That's fine. It ends up being kind of more like catastrophic care, right? Because we really never used it. I've had it for years and I've never used it once. That's a blessing, right? Because you're not having to, unfortunately, the way insurance works, the more you use it, eventually your premiums are going to keep going up. That's why we're in some of the healthcare changes that we are right now is because, you know, there's too many sick people and not enough people have insurance and, you know, we don't need to get into any of the politics or the economics of insurance, but it's changing because we have a sick country for the most part. You know, we deal with a lot of other business owners that are paying their own premiums. It is in their best interest to do cash labs through us. It is not in their best interest to do their labs through their insurance because the more they do that, and if there is problems, that's going to eventually come back to bite them in the butt a little bit. It's going to potentially make their premiums rise over time, where if you're doing it through cash pay like that, and you're the one paying for that information, you know, that's your information. No one has access to that information. It's it's yours, not the insurance companies. And that does, over time, that does make a big difference as far as um, who's looking and who's paying attention. And, you know, that may be some kind of a legal gray area there. I'm not even really exactly sure how that all works. So hopefully our attorney is not listening to that. But at the same time, you know what, in 2017, you know, there's a lot of things kind of stacked against us when it comes to information like that. It is, I think it's reasonable enough for people to have some of that control themselves so they can just get information that is needed to make the best decisions necessary. So that's something that does come up, uh, you know, quite often, whether it's life insurance, whether it's health insurance, whether it's whatever, this is another way or another reason why that would be beneficial. Yeah. It's, you know, and when it comes down to it too, is People want to save some money. I mean, you want to save a little lunch money. So I have patients that, you know, that are my patients because I'm not a primary care physician. I kind of think of people and patients as having like, you know, their healthcare team. They might have their gynecologist. They might have their oncologist. They have me. They have their primary care. They might have their cardiologist. So you kind of have a little bit of a team. So a lot of times with patients who do have like high deductibles and maybe, you know, they'll, a lot of times we'll just order the blood work and that way they can take it into their primary care physician. We go over it with them. The primary care can go over it too. And it ends up saving them money so they don't have to put it against their insurance or their deductible. So that, you know, that has actually been really common, but it takes time. So you just have to do a little footwork. You have to figure out what is my insurance going to be covering and not going to be covering determining the labs that I'm doing. And then you go and you find out what the cash prices are and say, well, what's the difference? You know, am I going to, you know, save $50 or am I going to save $500? So it's, you know, it is putting a little footwork out there, but we just want to extend the information so you know where to look. Yeah, right. So based on our last couple of episodes, we're talking about lab testing in general. We want to highlight a couple of thyroid specific panels. We've actually, we have four of them that are available. We have what we refer to as the thyroid function panel one, thyroid function panel two, and the Hashimoto's basic panel and the Hashimoto's plus panel. They cover the different things that we've discussed on the last couple of episodes. You want to go into kind of break down what is on each test? Yeah. So in one of the previous podcasts, we, you know, I talked about the nitty gritty on that thyroid function. It was just how is that T4, what your thyroid is making, converting to that T3. It has the TSH in there, which, you know, we talked about the TSH and how it, it isn't the be all end all when you're testing for thyroid. You want to have that free T4 and that free T3. Or if somebody's already on medication like Synthroid or Levothyroxine, they want to see if that, where their levels are at, is that T4 actually converting to T3. So we have it just your basic TSH, free T4, free T3, and we sell it for 90 
but we're going to do a 20 per, so on all these tests we're going to do a 20 percent discount so that you know we just want to extend that out there yeah yeah if you type in the and this will be on the show notes or in the blog post if you type in the word thyroid all capital that'll give you the 20 percent discount so when you're going to the shopping cart you're ready to check out just type in the word thyroid in the discount code area all caps and that will automatically give you your 20 percent discount so you know like i said it'll save a little bit of money you maybe you're buying it, it might be kind of weird to buy a blood test as a christmas gift but uh, i think it's a great idea yeah sure yeah yeah <laughs> especially like you said with with your patient that you know she knows her sister has a thyroid problem the sister is maybe a little bit afraid to go into the lab because it's going to cost more money than they they think i mean we've had people tell us all the time that oh my god i can't believe that these your pricing is so good they've been afraid to go get lab work done because they've either been bit before by a huge bill or they just are not really sure or clear on there actually is some very affordable pricing out there so that's why we thought we would do this it, it matches up very well with what we've been talking about up to this point but now we're kind of expanding that we have several other panels actually just this morning someone bought actually it was yesterday but someone bought a weight loss panel on the website you can check it out it's you know it's kind of we're we're going to talk more about that as we get into January, but that's a little bit... Yeah, good for her for doing that right before the holidays. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you go. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, looking at <laughs> insulin, looking at insulin in response to glucose. We'll talk about more what, what that means because as we've talked about on some episodes, and we'll talk about later, insulin is a really big deal that is kind of a mystery when it comes to losing weight. And we kind of try to shed some light on that, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. So we have two other ones. Uh, so those are both the thyroid function panel one, thyroid function oh, panel yeah. two. So, so the thyroid function panel two, I forgot to say, that's the one with the reverse T3. So I know on our previous podcast, we talked about the actual function, but if somebody is on Synthroid or Levothyroxine, that T4 might not be converting to T3, but it's converting to reverse T3. So in the thyroid function panel two, we add on the reverse T3 because we don't always do the reverse T3, but some people, you know, we do do it with, and some people want to see that. So it ends up being that thyroid function panel one, we sell it for 90. So if we do 20% off, that ends up being like 72. And then the thyroid function panel two is 132, but we have but then I think with 20% off it, it comes to like 105 or 106. Yeah, yeah. And a good indication for needing a reverse T3 is if you're on, let's say, and it's different for every person, but let's say you're over 100 micrograms of Synthroid, Levoxyl, or Levothyroxine, and you're still feeling fatigued and like you're still hypothyroid, that's a really good time to look at the reverse T3, especially if the dose is even higher. You're on 150 or 175, you can almost guarantee that that reverse T3 is elevated especially if you don't feel very good at such a high dose. That's almost like a classic case or a classic scenario of why you'd want to do a reverse T3 because their dose should would indicate that they should feel pretty good, have plenty of energy, not feeling sluggish and tired because of their dose. And, and now they're, as everything we've been talking about, and sure enough, you look at that reverse T3 and it'll be outside the normal range for sure. So those are the thyroid function tests, one and two. And then we also put together, because we talked about Hashimoto's, to say, do I have Hashimoto's or do I not have Hashimoto's? So we did a Hashimoto's basic test, so a basic panel that has your TSH, your free T4, your free T3, but then it has the thyroid peroxidase antibody on there and the antithyroglobulin antibody on there. So you can find out if you're a Hashimoto's or if you are Hashimoto's, where are those antibodies at? Are they greater than 900 for the TPO or is it at 150? So that's a, a good one to have a look at. So that one I we sell for 140, 20% off. What does that end up being? 
think like about 110, 112, 110. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, the, we're not too quick on the math, but the shopping cart, you put in the word thyroid, all capital, it'll do the math for you. It'll automatically take it off. So that's good. And then the Hashimoto's plus panel. So that was one that we talked about in the previous podcast about, because our Hashimoto's patients are savvy. They come in with the info. They know what's going on. So we did the basic panel to find out, do you have Hashimoto's? Do you not have Hashimoto's? Where those levels are at? But we all know Hashimoto's has a whole cascade of inflammatory reactions. It has an issue with your iron. You know, it has a whole cascade of other symptoms that go along with it, it being autoimmune. So we have the Hashimoto's plus panel that has the TSH, the free T4, the free T3, the actual antibodies, the TPO, the antithyroglobulin. We also included on there the reverse T3 three and then the ferritin to check for your iron stores. Ferritin is actually a protein. It's not iron, but it binds to protein. So it checks your iron stores, your complete blood count, a comprehensive metabolic panel, your lipid panel, which is a full cholesterol panel, a fasting insulin, a C-reactive protein, a sed rate, also checking for inflammation, and then a DHEA sulfate. Yeah, right. So of the four of those, the Hashimoto's plus panel is the only one that needs to be done fasting. And we also do it that way on purpose because now you can go to the lab. If you're doing one of the other three, the thyroid function test or the Hashimoto's basic, you can go to the lab any time of the day. But ideally, if you are on medication, if you wanted to do it perfect, is you'd want to take your thyroid medication about three to five hours before you do the blood test because then you can see how well you're actually absorbing your thyroid medication. Sometimes when you go 24 hours or you go in fasting to check your thyroid, it's really not checking how well you're absorbing that because it's 24 hours later. So if you wanted to do it, what I consider perfect when I'm, you know, testing is you take your thyroid non, you know, and then take your thyroid and you can go in three to five hours later, you can have breakfast, you know, or whatnot. Yeah. Right. So if you're taking it, let's say you take it when you wake up at seven o'clock, you're going to want to go to the lab somewhere between 10 o'clock and one o'clock, something like that, as opposed to not taking it all. You want to catch it. Uh, the point is you're trying to catch that, uh, the thyroid numbers at its high point, not its low point. If you skipped your medication that day, you took it the day before in the morning, then you're catching that medication at its low point. That kind of defeats the purpose of doing the test in the first place, right? You want to see what your numbers are in response to the medication. Now, granted, there is, and I'm sure you'd agree that there's a certain blood level that has been achieved the longer you've been on it, right? The, those numbers do change over time, but we still want to see it in response to taking the medication. Yeah. And sometimes depending on the patient later on, we might do it more like 10 hours or 12 hours later. So I can see the sustainability, but that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, there's some things where you would have someone skip it, but we'll talk, you know, that's when they've been on medication for a while. The numbers look a little bit funny, you know, but in general, most of the time to start out to establish a good baseline, and that's probably the first several times they're going to do blood work over the course of a year. You want them to do it, like you said, three to six hours, three to five hours. So you're seeing that medication dose at its, in the blood at its high point. And we also did add in there that, w- that you can still get the 20% off, of course, on that Hashimoto's Plus panel but we had talked about the TSI, the thyroid stimulating immunoglobulin. So that's a test to be kind of differentiate with Graves between Hashimoto's and Graves. And a lot of times somebody with Graves will have the TPO and the thyroglobulin antibody elevated also, but they'll also have the TSI elevated. And that's where you see more of the hyperthyroid or the potential for Graves disease. So I know we had talked about that. So it's not that common. It would be more for your hyperthyroid patients. That was something that you were wanting 
thing to check out. We did add that TSI on as an add-on that you could put on with any one of these tests, but we didn't include it in there because it's not usually as common. Yeah, right. Yeah, hypothyroid, very common. Hyperthyroid, not nearly as common. So there'd be very few situations. It'd be very specific. And you probably, we wouldn't be the first stop on your boat unless you're already one of our patients because you would have start feeling the symptoms of being hyperthyroid. Go to your doctor. Your doctor sends you to an endocrinologist. The endocrinologist tells you you're hyperthyroid. And then at that point, there's kind of some decisions to be made. That's usually when the TSI should be done, when they're trying to decide what to do with you. And they come back and say, you know, you're going to do the radioactive iodine. Maybe that scares you. That kind of freaks you out. You're not really sure if you want to do that. That's why doing a TSI helps in some ways differentiate and buy some time. So you can kind of assess the severity of the situation that way. And we talked about on a couple episodes ago, the TSI is just not done very often. But in the Hashimoto's cases, especially early stage, the first couple of months to the first couple of years, that's usually where it'll show up the most. And it, you know, it can be definitely a good thing. So that test itself is $180. That's why we just kind of have it as a separate test, but you can add it on to the overall, any one of the other panels and then still get the 20% discount. So with that said, if you have any questions, so these were kind of some of the common themes, you know, my, my doctor won't test my thyroid function test. So what do I do? I have a family member, a friend who I think has a thyroid problem or what I've gotten recently is I got a huge bill for my lab work and I have insurance. Then I also get, you know, we always get the, uh, I don't have insurance, so I'm terrified I'm going to have a, you know, a ginormous lab bill or just, you know, time patients don't want to wait two months to get into their doctor, get their blood work ordered and sit in their waiting room for an hour. Yeah, right. Yeah. This really streamlines the process. We usually get the results back and almost everything and usually two to five days. There's a couple things that take about a week, you know, like testosterone and a few other things that take a little bit longer than that. But sometimes, honestly, sometimes we get results back, not always, but sometimes in 24 hours, certainly 48 hours, we got at least partial lists. So from a timing perspective, we do get results very quickly, which is great because things can be done if need be in a very convenient, very streamlined fashion. And it, you know, minimizes the wait time of, like you said, going to the doctor to get the lab rec, going to the lab itself, going back to the doctor to get your results interpreted. We're really kind of making that a two-step process as opposed to a three-step process. All right. Do you have anything else to add? I can't think of anything else to add yeah, on no, this. I, I think that yeah. uh, this kind of covers. So again, if you're curious about yourself, if you're curious about a friend or a family member, this really does make it easy to get access to that information. Use the discount code thyroid, all capitals, and then uh, you'll be able to download and just allow about 24 hours to receive the requisition that you need via email. And then all you got to do is take it in the lab. The lab rec you'll, you will receive will specify whether it's fasting or non-fasting. The ones we talked about today, there's only only one that is a fasting. The other ones you can go in, you know, pretty much like you gave some you know, caveats there, but pretty much you can go in whenever you want. The fasting test has to be done first thing in the morning. But other than that, it's very simple, very easy. If you're needing some help interpreting those numbers, we're certainly here to help. That way people get the information that they want. Great. Yeah. So if you have any questions, definitely send us an email at help at progressyourhealth.com. So H-E-L-P at progressyourhealth.com. If you have any questions about this or any concerns. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Dr. Mackey. I'm Dr. Davidson. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Progress Your Health podcast. If you like what you've heard on this podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes. This allows us to spread our message, grow our audience, and help more people around the world. 
For more information, visit our website at progressurehealth.com.